eDigital Africa Media presents Everything Digital with Faith History. And now, Faith History. Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of the eDigital Africa Show, also known as Everything Digital. My name is Faith History Adipoju, aka your hostess with the mostess, aka digital media empress. You can add your own AKAs. <laughs> In today's podcast episode, I want us to explore the digital tools that have enabled the NSAS protest become as powerful as it is now. Let's check out the various digital tools and platforms that have helped hashtag NSARS become a global campaign phenomenon and a rallying cry for a better Nigeria. Before we go any further, I'd like for us to observe a moment of silence for the ones we lost during the NSARS protests and those we've lost to SARS and police brutality in Nigeria, and indeed all over the world. <sighs> Breathe out. Our young heroes, they didn't die for nothing. In fact, I believe that the new Nigeria that we're asking and fighting for is finally here. And we at eDigital Africa are here for all of it. We are going to continue using our platforms to Sorosuke in our own way by empowering our African youth population to learn, to create, innovate, and earn online, which has been our mission from day one. Speaking more on SARS, I myself have been harassed in the past and one of those times, I had to call a relative to come rescue me. Why was I so targeted? Why are all of us being so targeted? Just for being out and about, being youthful. And so we're judged to be possibly troublemakers. It's 2020, guys. Come on. Plus, I've also had a member of my team harassed by these SARS officers unjustly. And I'm sure we all know someone who's gone through a horrible experience or two in the hands of SARS offices. So yes, we are fully part of this protest. Now, in as much as we are all invested in this struggle, I like for us to still be on the right path of history in every step we take. Let's talk about fake news. Right now, a lot of things are flying around online, both the good, the bad, and the ugly. I don't know about you, but I personally, I don't want to be a peddler of fake or wrong information. And that's why we should all be extra careful of what we share, retweet, or forward on WhatsApp, Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere else on social media. If you're a content creator, now is a good time. It's a really good time to roll up your sleeves and get to creating and sharing good and positive messages on changing people's mindsets who consume your content. One thing I'm glad about is how the Nigerian government is slowly coming around to actually acknowledging that the Lekki massacre happened, keeping in mind that they had tagged it fake news previously. Thank goodness for citizen journalism and all those videos. Stay woke, stay open-minded, but remain skeptical, guys, and question the source of every post you see online. 
One of the responsibilities of being a good digital citizen is that you actually have to verify the authenticity of your post, especially on sensitive topics like hashtag NSARS. Let's not spoil all our hard work by soiling it with even a speck of fake news. For example, we know that people died at the Lekki toll gate, but we don't know if as many as 78 died. We don't know that. That we don't know. We're not sure. I'd like to know personally. I'd also like to say that, look, guys, we are actually winning. Yes, we are. And I'll tell you how, because I've seen some amazing news, amazing content, things that the protest has helped us to actually achieve and stories of victories that we, the youth, have won by taking the bulls by the horn, rather the bull by the horn. Or should we be talking about the bulls? Because there's plenty of bulls that we've been taking, you know, by the horn and saying no to SARS and to police brutality. Let's really jump right in and just, you know, see the role of digital in the NSARS protest. Let's take a quick break first. For more on this topic, visit www.edigitalafrica.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And we're back. Now, as you know, for five years, we have been preaching the message of going digital. And it's so fascinating that the foundation and the center of the ANSARS protest rest on digital media communications. What do I mean? First of all, Twitter. Twitter has always been touted as the home of savagery, <laughs> especially Nigerian Twitter. We've got no chill. It's not surprising that the ANSARS protest started from there and then spread to Instagram and then to the streets. Check this out, guys. 8.4 million unique authors from across the world used the hashtag NSARS hashtag in 99 million tweets to create over 280 billion impressions. Oh, you can't pay for that. And these stats are courtesy of Brandwatch. That's like every human being in the world seeing the hashtag at least 40 times. Smado. This is an undeniable representation of the power of social media. And so far, Twitter hasn't just helped to start the protest, it has helped to sustain it. As you all know, many people aren't pleased with the way traditional media has covered the protest. But on social media, everybody has a front seat to the happenings as they unfold. And I just want to mention that social media has helped us see that accountability is possible. I mean, let's look at the tweet about money donated. Individuals have been donating and the donations have been made public and the disbursements and balances are put online where we can all see it. If that's not accountability, then I don't know what is. Furthermore, it would shock you to know that terrestrial media, that's traditional media, is feeding off of social and digital media. Right now, if you want to be current, forget TV and radio, get on social media. That's where they're getting their information from. You'll find out that TV and radio stations are actively monitoring the happenings of the protests and reporting based on user-generated content. That's the power of social media being harnessed to bring justice and to bring attention to this cause. So you take a look at channels like Arise TV. They're not limited by terrestrial parameters. They're fully digital at this point. Next up, I want to talk about the actual Sorosuke radio. It's like I always say, Innovation never ends. The protest had not even lasted a week, and then this was achieved. Without land, studio equipment, or many other complexities of setting up a radio station, the movement has a live radio station, and it's hosted currently right now on radio.co. 
If you've been wondering what the place of influencers in this protest is, then now you should have your answer. Although not all influencers have lended their voices to it, it is clear that when influencers add their voice to a cause, it's sure to get more attention. And then there's the ansars.com website. Look, you may have heard me talking about how you could have your presence on multiple platforms, but it'll always be like rented property, right? Having your own website is like your own home. And Ansars has their own online home. It's very own website. Checked it out. And it has stories upon stories of horrible experiences that people's encounters with SARS operatives have, you know, basically brought into their lives. You can't scroll to the end, I assure you. It's an entire library and it's there. It's the history of it. Now, this is a sure way to document everything that has happened and will happen so that the fight continues and posterity will see it. Hopefully, the next generation, they won't have to fight for this particular fight again. And if they do, they'll not be starting from scratch. And now let's talk about money. This one is pretty special to me, not just because I like money, but because money is usually the cause of division in many causes. However, the way that the NSARS protest has handled the issue of money has been so impressive, so transparent. Shout out to FK Abudu, Feminist.co, and many others who handled the logistics and finances of the protest. It's clear that it's not actually a curse to be a Nigerian. We just have had bad leadership. Let me give you a little backstory. It's so interesting. So first off, people started donating using a Flutter Wave link and all was going fine until the CBN, the Central Bank of Nigeria, got involved. And they decided that they would freeze Flutter Wave's account to frustrate the protest. Hmm. Guess what, guys? We went crypto. <laughs> Like digital is the way forward, guys. If you don't know what that does for the protest, then let's just say that using crypto, it's like Bitcoin and Ethereum, um, you know, and all those other cryptocurrencies. And it just basically means that the money that comes in and goes out can't be traced or stopped by any government in the world. Isn't that awesome? I couldn't be more excited about how innovation and tech is helping us fight for a change that is long overdue in this country. And now I want to share some beautiful stories of how this protest has done more than what it set out to achieve. I'm going to share some winning stories from the NSARS protest coming up after the break. For more on this topic, visit www.edigitalafrica.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And we're back. First of all, let's talk about people being released. And this is in two categories. I'm not talking about the Benin prison break, okay? Let's talk about the multiple stories of young people who were arrested unjustly being released. I'm not even talking about the people that were held for a day or two. I'm talking about people who are in prison for two years, just sitting around wondering what they did to deserve being picked up. The second part of this releases is for those who were arrested during the actual protest. Now, here's the beautiful thing about this news. The lawyers who are in charge of getting those people out of prison and billing them are all doing it for free. Awesome. This is not a small matter because sometimes the police arrest a lawyer and another lawyer have to be sent to bill that one out. So they'll arrest you. They will not arrest your lawyer. And then another lawyer will now come and have to bill both of you out. It's mad. Even dead bodies were released too. Can you imagine that? A lady whose uncle was killed by the police cried out about the police holding the body until they paid more than half a million naira. 
and it was from the donations that she got support and her uncle's corpse was released. Next, I want to talk about the individual fundraising. So when I came across a picture of a lady who joined a protest and she was, you know, she was on crutches, she had like half a leg missing. And in 15 minutes, everyone had donated and we'd raised over 500,000 Naira to get her a synthetic leg for easier movement. And this was someone who has been apparently unemployed for a few years, several years, and a graduate. <laughs> Beautiful girl. I also saw another story of a woman who hawks food and on the spot, millions were raised for her and her children. Let's talk about blood banks. Did you know that there is a dedicated blood bank for protesters? People can donate blood via that blood bank and it'll be used in the event that any protester needs a blood transfusion. Very cool. Um, let's talk about the ecosystem. The protest had every organ of government represented and fully functional with accountability, security, transparency, and everything else you want. Truly, the issue with Nigeria is not that we're Nigerian. Again, it's just bad leadership. Another theme that I saw that was running through this protest was that people see that, you know, like the outside world were seeing that, you know, who's your leader? How come you guys don't have a leader? And they were seeing it as like a bad thing. But let's rather take a look at it this way. Where there's a leader, it's easier to bribe. It's easier to, you know, just turn them around and make them become more like the regular other leaders that we've had. Um, just like just dishonest or not caring. But in this case, because there was no leader, there was no way to hijack the protest. And so when people try to, you know, uh, share f fake news or false information about, oh, how um, this particular leader has been bribed or that leader has been bribed, it's very easy to debunk those false information. Let's take a look at how like electricity, you know, food, security, sanitation, finance, data stipends, media, and so many other things were just arranged and made available by these youths. And all of this was achieved in spite of opposition from the government. They tried to disrupt the protests, yet we stayed winning. You know what? If we could have just continued with this energy and the values that we exhibited during the NSARS protests, then you know what? We haven't even scratched the surface of the positive turnaround that we have going for us in the future of Nigeria. And I'm so proud of Nigeria right now. I'm so proud of all these youths protesting online, offline, and all those in the diaspora, the older generation that even asked and, you know, just joined and just, you know, they themselves are just getting gingered up again, like they're young again, you know? And we're still asking, who ordered the shooting at the Lekki toll gate though? We need answers. So much is going on. So much has gone on. But the end is not here. Guys, there's a new Nigeria and it's waiting for us just to grasp it. All you guys need to do is just hang tight. Hang tight, guys. Let's stay positive. Let's keep sharing positive information. When you have any amount of time in your hands, just go into your imagination and imagine a better Nigeria. And with that, I'm going to end the show today. I hope that we win the fight against police brutality and bad governance and every other SARS, so-called SARS, in our country. I want you guys stay woke and stay digital and stay alive. Love you guys. Until next time, it's goodbye for now from me, your girl, Faith History. For more on this topic, visit www.edigitalafrica.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 
This is a Faith History production.